0: All right, so we're back in it. If um, we 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 broke the last the this episode up into two parts, we kind of made an announcement at the beginning of last episode that we were going to do two episodes out of this. So on that note, risen from the coffin, we are the Nosferatu dudes.
1: It's alive. It's alive.
0: Adventures. In time and space, told in future tense.
1: All radio is dead. They're coming to get
0: you, Barbara. Look, there comes one of them now. And all those deputies know hey, Kelly's off limits. <laughs> <laughs> cuz cuz Ben'll fucking kill you.
1: <laughs> oh, I wasn't even thinking that. Yeah, off oh sure, absolutely. Um, but uh you might as well stick your dick in a blender. I
0: mean <laughs> Ben's going to mortal I mean, combat that. Yeah, I mean
1: not even like looking at her. <laughs> you know, you better have your sunglasses on. Don't even don't even think about even looking at her.
0: <laughs> but yeah, so it's and of course, uh we all know what happens to Kelly. I think she gets one of the uh the the severest deaths in the whole movie.
1: She gets she gets speared with a shotgun. She gets impaled with a shotgun.
0: Well, that's the thing. Like like Michael He doesn't shoot it. He Michael doesn't. fakes her out. Michael fakes her out first. He's sitting there with the shotgun rocking like he's right. the deputy who he just turned into a right. pretzel. <laughs> and he's right. sitting there rocking. And she comes in like, hey, you want a coffee? And oh, gosh, I hope the state trooper show up soon. And he just gets up, whips around. She sees Michael Myers. He's holding the shotgun. That thing's loaded. It's ready to go. Does he shoot right. it? No. Michael nope. won't shoot. Michael won't pull triggers. <laughs> wow. He wants to see if he could do this. He's like, I wonder... <laughs> He's I've, he's been thinking about this for a while. Well, think <laughs> he, about it. He's right? had he's, ten he's, years, <laughs> he's, right? The kills, the kill, like he's got to think of
1: more creative kills. So he's he's kind of you know he started off small, like impaling Bob to the to the wall with the knife, and he's yep. progressed from there. So he can't go back to simple. Knife in Bob, yeah. Cause, like he has to do something else.
0: Because at the ten years ago at the hospital when he tracked Lori to the hospital, he like did the one nurse by just knocking her out and bleeding her out with an IV, and he was so unsatisfactory.
1: Yeah, <laughs> right, right. I I
0: can do better. <laughs> so for ten I can years, be better for ten years, He hasn't been in a coma. He let him think right. he was in a coma for ten years. He's he's been looking to this night. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Staring at the wall Looking the wall, through the looking wall Looking past the wall <laughs> And so at some point In his demented head Michael Myers went I bet you I could stab a person Through the stomach with a shotgun And impale them to a wall I bet I could do it
1: what <laughs> he was like hey, I, I, I think No, no
0: You're crazy Michael You're crazy
1: Stop talking crazy Why are you You know what? No, no, no. Have confidence in yourself, Michael. Confidence. I bet I could do it. I know I could do it. I'm gonna do it.
0: (laughs) I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna fucking do it. And then, and then when he gets Brady on the stairs, and he wrestles the shotgun away from Brady, he tosses that away. He's like, been there, done that. I don't need that.
1: On to the next thing, on to the next thing. You know, I bet I yep. could pick
0: this kid up and crush his skull with my bare hands.
1: <laughs> if you're not growing,
0: you're dying. So. He's like a killer shock. He's got to keep moving. He's got to keep moving. <laughs> but yeah, uh, 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 it's actually at the scene where they're shooting Ted Hoster
1: in the bushes. Yeah, I, I'm watching. Yeah, that's, I'm, I'm they, at the same. And they shoot until they're used, out, out used of bullets.
0: Yes, they did. They yep. shoot until they're... And somebody that they... They didn't see it. They're counting on dipshit Denny down down on the end that he saw Michael Myers. <laughs> <laughs> Den, Denny's hey, somebody's did cousin. You see Michael <laughs> Denny's somebody's cousin who, you know, couldn't get the good job working at the electric company like Bucky. Right. <laughs> he sweeps.
1: We didn't even...
0: He sweeps Kyle. down at the pool <laughs> we we skipped
1: completely over
0: Bucky we did we did skip Bucky we did skip Bucky 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 other than the um there's the it goes the paramedics and the doctors they're the first ones to bite it. then there's yeah. the waitress and the mechanic at the little garage slash diner place mm-hmm. and then the next person to die right is Bucky right yeah you know, Bucky's the first Haddonfield kill when he finally right. gets to Haddonfield he takes out Bucky and this Bucky. and this goes to show you that I think you know Michael, I bet
1: Bucky was working towards a promotion you know I think he was finally gonna get off of the midnight
0: shift yeah he well he's working I think he's working overtime I think he's yeah he's putting in his due he's there he's getting he's doing his overtime. He's like, he doesn't have time to mess around with intruders
1: just walking around on his site.
0: Yeah. He's like, hey, asshole. (laughs) Right. Don't screw this up for Buck. Okay. Yeah. He's trying to get that promotion. (laughs) But yeah. Yeah. But I do think it goes to show that, like, maybe Michael has a plan. Maybe, you know, he had 10 years. And I think he's thinking, you know what? You know what? If I knock the power out to this place. Uh, uh, that's uh, I got an advantage. And he when, thought
1: more than about than just impaling someone with a shotgun,
0: right? And when he gets there, he that. when he gets there and he finds Bucky, he's like, oh, jackpot! This is going to be even easier now." <laughs> I was thinking I had to go find wires and cut oh, stuff and this whole thing, find a lever or something. Bucky. I don't know what. thank this,
1: goodness, Bucky.
0: I don't know how yeah. this stuff works. I don't know transformers. Yep. yep. But hey, here's yep. Buck. <laughs> An old and into yeah. the Transformers, Bucky goes. And yep, <laughs> we uh, we hardly knew ye. Yep. But uh, but yeah, so yeah, Michael Michael I think has been uh, been seriously planning for this uh, for for a while now. Um, but he didn't have that like impetus. It's once they mention, you know, he he hears about he's there's a. There's a niece, and th- then all of a sudden he's like, "Oh, okay, tonight's the night." <laughs> I was thinking I was just going to go kill some people, but tonight's the night.
1: <laughs> well, he's right. He's getting transferred, and he and they're talking about who who his relatives are and who's next of kin and all that stuff. And then he hears that Jamie's uh, living in Haddonfield, so he he's you see his fist clench, so he knows
0: right away. And yeah, yeah, this is it. Tonight's the night. Yep. I, I was gonna I was gonna hang out here for about five more years, or at least wait till I got maybe to the other hospital that I know I can break out of already, and you know maybe maybe just eh, maybe just go kill a few teens or something something mix it up mix it up yep mix it up he, then he hears he's got a niece and he's like ah ah oh, <laughs> purpose <laughs> but uh, but yeah I mean and and this movie this movie really. Uh, even though it has kind of a, a bit of a formula of 80s horror, you know, it brings back that slasher formula. Mm. Yeah. But the movie, I think, with the addition of Loomis, you know, making sure Loomis is in the movie, and then having uh, the stakes raised by having the object of his obsession be a little girl, like, oh, my God, is he, like, really going to kill this girl? And he's going
1: after a kid.
0: Right.
1: He's going after a kid. We talked about it before. We talked about I mean, it was you know, it was a baby, uh, in in twenty eighteen. Yeah, which but is normally not his
0: thing. It's normally not Tommy,
1: his thing. Tommy with Tommy and and um
0: oh who's, well, who's there's the girl in, and Lindsay. Lindsay, yeah.
1: Right. So so yeah, with Tommy and Lindsay, no, not so much. It was more Lori. So, and, and, but um, this
0: is where they start to then build that idea that it has to do with them being related to him. You know, they, they, they made the thing out about, oh, Laurie is his sister and things like that. But that, it was still, it was still kind of a mystery. Like, okay, why, why his sister? And then once that's out of the picture, you know, now it's like, okay, now he's even going after his niece, his young little niece so what is going on? And that's where they start. You don't hear about Mark of Thorn. You don't even get an mm-hmm. inkling of where this is no. going. Nope. No, nothing. And But this lays the foundation for that because you start to question, like, okay, he normally doesn't go after kids. But when he knows this is his niece, he's, like, going after. Why? Right. W- right. What, what would possess him? to do that. Why would he not wait till she was older? You know, mm-hmm. like he's shown that he only tends to go after older teens. So mm. why? Oh, well, he's
1: getting older too. He's got to get this <laughs> stuff done. I mean, come on. It's the knees you Can't sit around forever. The knees. Well, Yeah. stuff's starting to ache. I mean, you're talking 10 years later. So now he's in his thirties, right? Yeah. So, you know, in your thirties, you know, things start to pop a little bit. Right, your knees, your hips, your back. Right, Just done a lot of heavy lifting over the years, lifting bodies, positioning them. It's a lot of work. So taxing on the back, taxing on the hips. You know, so you you got to get this stuff done while you're
0: healthy, Kyle. He's been working on the upper body. That's why he can lower himself down from pipes. Well, right, right. <laughs> That's why he only walks. He only right. walks because the the knees are bad, the hips. But are he bad. walks
1: at a brisk enough pace to get his heart rate up. <laughs> kind of get he's his burning. steps he's burning
0: his <laughs> calories yeah. so um so let's start talking about um let's start talking <laughs> let's start talking about the movie it's an hour and 50
1: minutes into the podcast yeah. and we're gonna start talking about the movie now
0: well no so let's let's talk about um are we gonna have to do part two of this no no i don't think so but let's just talk about what what about this movie? I mean, we talked about how sure. they, they got Michael right. Um, mm-hmm. they raised the stakes with him chasing after a little girl. Um mm-hmm. and there is a weird there's all they also begin to build a weird you know, it seems like the psychic connection in the next one feels like it comes out of nowhere. In five mm-hmm. they have this like psychic connection. But they actually build Lay the foundation for it here because she's having dreams about him, like, you know, she's having dreams about Michael Myers coming into her room, mm-hmm. and coming to right. get her. Right. So it's it, there's like a little latent thing happening there.
1: Well, since it's late in the in the in the show, uh, and we're talking about connection, the ultimate connection comes at the end of the movie.
0: Right. Right. Because by the end of the movie, she's already. Picked, so she's picked a very symbolic costume. So what, what costume does she pick at the, at, when they go to the, the, the Five and Dime Pharmacy?
1: Well, she picks the clown costume that uh, Michael Myers wore when he killed his sister in 1963. Right. That's right. So, and she sees him in the mirror in the store when she <laughs> goes to get it. She holds it up to herself and she's looking in the mirror to see how it looks. And she sees Michael as a kid. Staring back at her in the right. costume.
0: Right. So, so it, it already begins to set it up like there's something, there's some strange thing going on between them. She's yep. having these dreams. She picks the same costume, same type of costume that he wore when he murdered his sister all those years ago when he was a little boy. And, yep. you know, that's what she wants to go out trick or treating in. And then. Uh, then we go through the whole, you know, trauma of the night. She's running, she's screaming. Rachel's trying to help save her. Um, you know, they, they, they. It ends up being the two of them alone for a good portion of that time. Like once Brady's dead, they have no help uh, until eventually they find Loomis. You mm-hmm. know, or Loomis finds uh, Jamie. Um, which, by the way. Because um, he left the house. Right. Which, by the way, during that rooftop scene, um, when Ellie Cornell slides down the roof, apparently there was actually an exposed nail um, that cut her stomach open. Right. And I guess she was, like, yeah. bleeding everywhere. She was, like, out for, like, a day or whatever. Um, right. But anyway, that was just a little side note. Uh, so they've gone through this whole thing, and now, finally, um, after one last gasp, um, which is they they think at the school that the girls come running out of the school and this is as Earl has pulled up and Earl and his buddies in their truck and they totally chicken out, and they totally chicken out. This is their one chance. They totally chicken out and they <laughs> head for the Hills with the, they're like, yeah, let's be the heroes and get, get them out of here. You know? <laughs> So they have one last altercation on the truck, which I think is actually probably the most the most unbelievable part of the entire film is that Michael somehow held on to the back of that truck and none of them noticed.
1: (laughs) Well, I think he was under the truck.
0: Oh, you think he was? He was and climbed his way up. I think
1: he was. Well, yeah, I think he was just like riding under the truck. And then I just think he inched himself forward and then climbed. Yeah, just got himself. Because so, obviously he wasn't sitting on the back of the truck when they got in. That's impossible. They, they're they standing in the back of the truck, Kyle. They, they When they put the tailgate down, they would have noticed them. Oh, excuse down. me. <laughs> excuse me. Can you get off the yeah, tailgate? Move, move your hand. Move your hand. It's on the left. Yeah, right. <laughs> right.
0: But so they have they have the big final uh, chase, and, and he gets uh, thrown, and... Um, And they all go kind of running down to check on everything, and then Jamie does like the thing where she's like, she's feeling this pull, this connection, and she goes over and tries to hold his hand. And they're like, you know, get away from him, you know. So she stands up because she's startled just by them yelling at her. And the next thing you know, Michael sits up. He does the Undertaker rise very quickly, though. Yeah
1: yeah, he does the undertaker rise, but it's very quick. Um, and and he stands up.
0: and yeah, and and they shout for Jamie to to drop, you know, and she gets out of the way and they just open everything up and they blast the crap out of him. and he like crashes through like what looks like the cover to a sinkhole or something. It, thought it was like an old well. Yeah, it's never explained like that, that what that was. That they
1: cover it up. Yeah. But he
0: crashes through and he drops down and they, they can't locate him. Like he's just gone. He's just down this sinkhole or whatever they think. And he's just dead. He's just gone. Right. You know, fill it in. Fill it in. Bury him, you know. Right. Yeah. And so they end up back at the house and mm-hmm. huh, everything's over. Ben Meeker has not found out yet that his daughter has been impaled with a shotgun was- to a wall. Michael Myers is in hell, there he belongs. <laughs> and they think it's all over, and so then um, Jamie's, uh, uh, Jamie and Rachel's mom, she, she's like, I'm gonna go up and I'm gonna give her a bath. She needs a bath after this. This has been rough, you know. Well, she needs to get cleaned up. She's covered in blood. True. So she takes her up, and they're only gone shortly. And you're seeing like there, there's like this great moment where you're seeing like the impact of this, like. Rachel looks like completely Stun. she's out of it she's in she's shock it. like it's yep. she can't even think of, about everything yep. that's happened and then there's the scream from upstairs well first you see like the sequence that's supposed to mirror the sequence from the murder of Michael Myers' sister in the first film you see her pick up the mask pick up the knife they do it in first person and you see her, yeah you're seeing it through her eyes And you don't see what happens. It just gets to, she comes in, the mom's sitting at the tub, running the water, and then she's like, Mm. Jamie! And then there's a scream. And then there's this wonderful little sequence where Loomis comes, he's the first one to make it to the staircase. And he looks up and he sees Jamie standing at the top of the staircase in the clown outfit with the mask on, holding the scissors in 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 that part covered in blood covered in blood and he just immediately pulls his gun like he is going to just shoot like he he just doesn't even know what to like all he sees is like this is i almost wonder for a moment screaming what well i almost wonder for a moment if he doesn't think it's like somehow in his head like that that's like michael like, like that he re- even registers that that's her, like because it's exactly like Michael when he was little, because that's when Loomis first meets him when he's this little boy, you know, and and I'm I'm wondering if he doesn't have like a weird moment that doesn't take him all the way back to the beginning.
1: Well, that but but. Well, it does because it's starting all over again. That really? is that's that's what he's freaking out about. Like he's like, "Oh my oh my god, like we ju- I this guy that I shot 6 times and, you know, was evil on two legs and I, you know, almost died in the fire myself and then went through this whole drama tonight and and now, you know, I finally buried the guy. The guy's dead like my life can go on yeah and and now it's 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 starting all over again yeah in this little in this little girl so that's that's what i think he that's why i think he because he just totally loses it
0: but yeah he instinctively pulls his gun and Ben Meeker comes up and has to, like, grab the gun. And
1: why does he pull his gun, though? That's what I mean. Why does he pull his gun? Because it's starting all over again, and he's going to fucking put an end to it (laughs) right goddamn here and now. He's not waiting for this girl to fucking grow up. Fuck that shit.
0: He's blowing her ass away now. But so Ben Ben Meeker stops him, grabs the gun, and Ben Meeker just points the gun up because he's like, well, there must be a reason he's pointing the gun. There's something. But he's right. like, I'm not gonna let Loomis. Like, I'm the I'm, I'm gonna the cop. look at what ha- what what yeah. it is before I shoot. Right. You know? Yeah. And then yeah, Loomis is just going, no, no, no. <laughs>
1: right. And then and then he's cow. But he, then he's cowering in the corner of the staircase. He's just, you know, he's he's just he's completely lost it. He's 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 done. He's right. out. Right, and you get this great ending. So you do, you do think that it's starting all over again. She's obviously she's at the top of the stairs. It's Michael's niece. She has, you know, she just presumably killed her mother. Um, She's at the top of the staircase. Loomis completely loses it. He thinks the whole thing, the whole thing is is just repeating itself, and then that's it. Right, he ends the movie. Right, and you're right. like,
0: "What the?" Yeah,
1: right, and, and you're it's like, a, oh, yeah. "It's a cliffhanger!" It, it, was, it was a huge cliffhanger, and and a cliffhanger, you know, <laughs> yeah. in a hollow what? And um, it uh, it, it it just put this fantastic stamp. Like it's one of the great endings, right? We always, well, any movie goer will. Always you know movies can often get ruined by the ending, and the ending never actually lives up to the rest of the movie, you know yeah, what I mean
0: yeah,
1: but it the the movie climb almost climaxes again at the end and and then you're left with waiting, yeah, and it's just uh, it it was it was so well done, and like I said, it just puts a stamp on a really fun well done heck of a return for for Michael Myers um, it, it's it's my favorite of the sequels the the best um, in the series is obviously 78 but this this is this is the next one this yeah, is for number being, two
0: for being the return of Michael Myers um, it it delivers on on what it promises
1: and even in so you're talking about like I mean on, on a budget of how much? Five, five yeah, million? Yeah, five million. Right? Okay, so five million for the budget. It's 1988. It's the fourth one in this series, right? Yep. It still holds up against any of the David Gordon Green ones, any of the Rob Zombie remakes, anything where the studio threw a whole heck of a lot of money at... At resurrecting this guy, yeah, and Dwight Little did it on a five million dollar budget. You know, just just being creative, and that's what I love about this movie. It, the, the, the The opening scene was creative. The ending was creative. He he put the the the, the Halloween elements into the movie, so you felt that it was Halloween. Um, George Wilbur was great. Um, it's it has the the acting isn't the best right you know the 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 teens aren't the teens horror whatever it's 80s horror movie so the acting isn't the greatest but um it as a as a horror movie as it has few flaws to it i think
0: yeah yeah and i mean you know to get to get all those elements and then get the performance that daniel harris gives as a little girl putting it out yeah. there in in a horror movie. Yeah. Everything works. Yeah. Everything works. Everything works.
1: And, 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 and on top of
0: all of that, you get Donald Pleasance on top of all of that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so on a, on a scale of, uh, five stars. Well,
1: five stars. I, <laughs> uh, I, I, I do my love for this movie is 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 endless it's that it, I I I would very much like to um maybe uh see how many times I watch the original Halloween per year versus how many times I watch Halloween four per year
0: We're about to get into the movie again, and we're basically starting back at the beginning because there's other things other than just uh, the very first kill. Here is in in the ambulance, and
1: it's in the ambulance,
0: and it's it's where you know he's already heard that he has a niece, and he's starting to twitch and come back, and he grabs this dude, this whether he's an orderly or a doctor. He grabs. So,
1: his... so let's let's pause there real like, quick okay. because this was something that we talked about before. So, I actually paused it. I had to go back and pause it because his name tag is there. Oh, okay. So if he if he's a doctor, it'll either say doctor whatever or it'll say MD at the end, right? Yeah. So I looked on both sides. No MD and no no doctor.
0: So, he, so he, he's probably. And they have
1: a badge on. Yeah. So that's ambulance. That's EMT, isn't it?
0: Well, I think the EMTs are the guys in the front because they're wearing like the classic like blue jackets. You see them very briefly. Yep. I think right. those two are probably like orderlies or something. You know, what.
1: Can you be a medical officer? Is that something?
0: Well, I think, like, I don't know what their official title would be, but I think, like, in today's parlance, at at best they would be, like, a PA, like a physician's assistant, or something like that. What about a
1: medical assistant?
0: Yeah, like a medical assistant. I think they probably had medical assistants back then. And it's like that you have a little bit of schooling in medicine. Like, they can probably run an IV. They can, you know, check blood pressure, you know, do things like that, push fluids, blah, blah, blah. But they're... You know they're not uh, they're not the people making the decisions necessarily. So they're probably right. just there to monitor his vital signs as they move him.
1: Well, their whole job is just to move him, get, get him from point A to point B. Yeah, but unfortunately, when you're moving Michael Myers from point A to point B, uh, <laughs> there's point C and points W and
0: Z. So, and, you know. so he grips this dude's melon. Like, just grips him, yep. like he's like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and yep. <laughs> just starts pounding this guy's head into the wall of the ambulance. And, Who needs a knife? And then it's a very simple, uh, a very simple effect, but they have the effect where he he pushes his thumb through the front of the guy's head into the his his prefrontal lobe. <laughs> Basic basically gives the guy a a digital lobotomy, <laughs> and and uh, it's a super simple effect. But when you stop and think about what he did just there, he took his thumb, yes, and pushed it through the guy's skull, the skull. <laughs> yep. into his, his, brain. his brain. So
1: already. You know, uh, if we're obvious, obviously Halloween 78 is the granddaddy of them all. It's my favorite. It's your favorite. However, as far as kills go, this is much better than uh, Bob being impaled on the wall with a
0: butcher knife. No?
1: It's much more entertaining to see the thumb through the through the front of the head what
0: what it implies is like in 78 and even in uh, part two you see Michael Myers strength you know he can lift mm-hmm. people up with one arm and things like that but I would I would almost argue that that's like For a lot of these movies, and I'm not, I'm not necessarily including like Friday the Thirteenth, because when you get far enough into Friday the Thirteenth, he's like a a fucking zombie mutant, right? (laughs) So you expect Jason Voorhees at some point to be just incredibly, supernaturally strong. But with this one, uh, they establish, whereas you saw him, you saw Michael Myers be strong in the first two. No, he's like crazy strong like to be able to push your thumb through somebody's skull in this movie like Dwight Little establishes like oh no he's like if that's and that's kind of the magic of Michael Myers people always used to ask me like well it's just a guy walking in a white mask with a butcher knife like why would you be so afraid of that and this that and the other why why is that your favorite and I would I would tell people it's because Little things like that establish that it's like Michael Myers, whereas Jason Voorhees is risen from the dead, Freddy Krueger is, you know, a supernatural being living in the dream world. Michael Myers is just too crazy to die. He's just that driven by his psychotic desires that he keeps getting up. And coming back, and then does crazy shit like put his thumb through a skull. You know, he's just that. Like he, he is, like there's psycho, and then there's Michael Myers. He's like a step above your average psychopath.
1: <laughs> Do you think that that's what? Um Alan B. McElroy was going for when, or Dwight Little was going for when they shot the movie. I'm wondering, cause it's funny cause you brought up Friday the 13th and Jason Voorhees and being a zombie mutant, you know, by, by six, right? Cause five, it's not him Four, he's just supposed to be this, you know, the, this boy growing up, um, obviously a lot bigger and everything, but he's not quite, um that that kind of zombie killer or whatever that you want to call
0: them uh, yeah, until, until, until
1: until 6
0: when the lightning Four. strikes so, the thing and brings him back yeah
1: right now now Friday the 13th part 6 at this point already happened um right so this uh, it came out uh even though Friday the 13th came out 2 years after the original Halloween they were putting out yeah. a movie every year whereas Halloween took a break Uh, five-year break right or six-year break so i'm wondering um jason six had come out jason lives had come out and i haven't checked the box office on it or anything like that but i think it was a pretty successful return for him too after five not you know it wasn't him it was Sorry, I didn't mean to spoil that for anybody out there that didn't (laughs) see uh, Friday the Thirteenth Part Five. But um, so there was that break between four and now six. So you almost had like a return of Jason Voorhees, right? So now, what 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 can we do to make him even more, you know, of a of a scary monster? Let's make him indestructible. And I I. Cause it doesn't like five takes a little bit of a dip uh, in this series. So Halloween five takes a little bit of a dip with Michael in terms of, and we'll talk about it in the next uh, episode um, when we talk about five, but you know, he takes his mask off. He sheds a tear. He's back to more being a guy, right? Again, a little bit. Yeah. But in four, when Alan B McElroy, you know, wrote it, or the White Little directed it because the White Little didn't direct five, so right, so I don't know that they just didn't want to make Michael like this super indestructible guy because even later on in the movie, you know he's he's like that too. Oh yeah, right? no yeah. matter no matter what they and he's walking and he's got that kind of George P. Well, we talked about it. It's still effective, but George P. Wilbur plays him a lot more Frankenstein. Yeah, so he almost becomes a little bit more than I think that, that Halloween 78 and, and Halloween two where he's just, he's a guy who's super strong. Like obviously in the first one, like you said, they, they show that, right? He lifts Bob up with one, one hand while his hands around his neck. He just lifts him right up. Um, so obviously he had that sh- kind of strength, but now he's just like this indestructible monster because now in, in, in six, and, and then um, I, I promise I'll be done. So in, in six, George P. Wilbur comes back and plays him again. And so you almost see that, that return of the indestructible Michael Myers, right? The way he's walking and stuff like that. Whereas in five, they deviate. Yeah. Right. They, yeah. they between four and six, four and six are played the same way. Michael's played the same way. Obviously it's the same actor, but even written, even the way they wrote the movie, they wrote five to almost go back to the way he used to be where he's more like plotting and stalking and he's doing these like he's he messes with Tina. And again, I don't want to cut into our number five episode but he messes with Tina that whole time in the car right he has the different right, mask right. on he makes yeah. her believe that it's his boyfriend that it's her boyfriend he's drawing so out, he's
0: playing with her yeah he's drawing yeah. out the tension he's drawing out the kills
1: exactly
0: there's that exactly. there's a the whole sequence in five and and we'll discuss it about the where they're in the barn and it's like forever and a day before he actually makes his right. move right. Yeah, so think,
1: like in this one he's just kind of like you know he's he's just that kind of indestructible monster and i wonder if they 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 saw friday 13th part six or something and they were like well we have to do what they're doing because jason six was so successful
0: well i think it's some i think it's some of that because even with part two you know that was john carpenter had to go and go back and reshoot uh four or five scenes for rick rosenthal um which rick rosenthal thought ruined his movie but basically it was because when john carpenter saw the the first cut you know and he and he was his name was still on it he still owned part of halloween part of michael myers and so he had just as much interest as mustafa he might not have been interested to direct it but he had just as much interest as mustafa cod did to make it big make it work make it be successful and so they had to go back and make things a little gorier and a little bloodier because the movies that were coming out at, at the time, Halloween Two came out, were upping the ante. And I, yeah, I, I think on some level, by the time they get here, and and what you see is is Dwight Little, who then be, you know becomes an action director. And yeah, I think they're definitely trying to punch it up, and they want to make they want to establish in that very first scene. No, he's a brute. He is a brute, and if he gets a hold of you, you're done. Like, your only answer, like, he, 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 you, the only answer you have is to run and, mm-hmm. and hope that either he gets delayed or distracted or something, you know, that, that allows you to, like, get away. But your only hope is to flee because once he gets his hands on you, you're fucking toast, you're, you're hamburger, you know? Right. And um, right. so yeah, I think that I think that that kill is specifically set up to establish that, like right out of the gate. Holy fuck, he just put his thumb through that dude's head, you know? Right. And uh, and I think the rest of the movie even is like that. Like when you get to one of my favorite scenes to skip way ahead is more towards the end when Brady tries to be the hero and reload this shotgun. And he goes to hit Michael with it, and of course Michael catches it, grabs it. Like he
1: always does, yeah, sure. Takes it out
0: of his hands, like, pushes Brady back, so he, like, slams against the wall. And then, like we talked about, like like two seconds before, he just impaled a girl with a shotgun. And he's like, he just throws the shotgun away. Like, did that. He
1: doesn't even... He doesn't even throw the yeah, shot. He just
0: drops it.
1: He doesn't throw it. He Mike drops it. <laughs> he holds it over the railing and just lets go.
0: Yep, yep. It's it's totally badass in
1: front of, in, in front of Brady. Like oh, <laughs> you thought you were going to get off easy. Yeah. Nah, I'm dropping this. It's just me and. My two hands
0: right now. <laughs> yeah, it's just Jack Johnson no, this and is Tom O'Leary. Be, and this is going to
1: be awful.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Know? And and thank goodness because I have I do have a, a an issue. One of the few things as a horror movie fan, as a person who likes to see crazy fucking head explosions and things like that. Like a head exploding is one thing because it it happens so little in in our our modern world that somebody's head just explodes.
1: You can't keep doing the head explosion over and over again. It loses its, you know...
0: But the one thing that really does upset me in, in films is when they do a head crush. Like when you actually see someone's head get caved in by something or someone. And they they don't show it in this. They don't like Game of Thrones it where, you know... <laughs> <laughs> like Pedro Pascal in Game of Thrones where he, he got his head crushed by the mountain, you know. But in this one, I mean, he that's, he, he picks Brady up and you, he grabs him on both sides of his head and you just hear bones start crunching and Brady's screaming. He just crushes Brady's skull with his bare and hands. And this
1: is a, it's a better uh, head crush. I guess, you know, if we have to rank head crushes. Um, then the one in Friday the 13th part three, which came out even before this. So that one, you could tell it was a fake head. Yeah. And they, he squashed it so much that it was like,
0: you yeah, could there's tell not, it was a rubber. All of a, all of a sudden there's no bones in here. <laughs> <laughs>
1: right, right. He's got no he's got nothing. It just it squishes down like a children's toy.
0: You expect like to hear a squeak.
1: <laughs> right. Like <laughs> and then and then the guy's eye pops out. And obviously because it was, you know, that's the three D one that they did. The mm-hmm. eye is supposed to pop out, you know, towards the screen. Um, but this was a much more effective head crush because it was all about the sound effect it wasn't about the visual effect. It was about sound effects. So they had, you know, they were like, okay, obviously they had George P. Wilbur, um, sausage Jensen was probably on a stool or something like that. And they to, for that, for that, um, shot where you actually see his hands around his face. And he just kind of crunches his cheeks up a little bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then they had some blood trickling out and then they just, you know, like tense up your hands and then we'll take care of the rest. Yeah, because everything else came down to that bone crunch that you heard in the sound effect,
0: which they make with celery. Right? They actually the the Foley oh, artists cool. they do that with stalks of celery.
1: That's awesome. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but rather than try to go for the, it was it was a it was kind of a smart decision. Yeah, right? because you just it, you need a piece of celery and a microphone instead of trying to put together this elaborate head that right. looks just like the actor's head and then make it look real enough and then have the eye pop out and the perfect... It, it, you know what I mean? It, it yeah, just we, all, like it was more,
0: we all know there's those more, movies where they take something that could have been like really simple and then go over the top with it.
1: Yeah, I just thought this was a very creative head crush.
0: Yeah, yeah, they, they keep it simple. They And... You know, from what I understand of film, if you, if you trust your actors enough and the actors know what they're doing, you can many times get away with letting the actors sell the thing rather than having to show every little thing. Right. You know, and sometimes, you know, directors, writers and directors, they get a little confused about that. Uh, it, it's sort of like pick your battles. Like, when do we show it? When do we not? When do we put a lot of time and effort into an effect? Or when do we just let the editing and the acting do what we want it to to bring across what we want? I know some of the scariest moments in horror movies that I see are all about... The way it was edited, the way it was cut together.
1: Sure. Well, two movies, two of the most popular um horror movies of all time, Psycho and Halloween, are very bloodless.
0: Yeah. 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 If you watch if you watch Halloween, you know, I think at most what you see like maybe a blood trickle out of somebody's mouth or something, like it's not
1: yeah, it's more. It's more when you see the the gore comes from the dead bodies that she discovers. You know, yeah. when she discovers Linda's body and Bob's body. And oh, stuff and like the that. blood that when was, the blood sprays
0: it, on the windshield. I think that's that's probably the most blood you see in the whole movie. Yeah,
1: yeah, and that and that's pretty much it. And Psycho, there really isn't any.
0: Yeah, the I think the only the only time you see that is is not even in relation to. In the Uh, shower. Oh, oh, yeah, a wound or a body. You just see the blood going down the drain.
1: Uh, Yeah, it goes down the drain and that's it. So you don't need, and and, um, we talked about this before, too. You don't necessarily need um, a bunch of kills either. You don't need, you know, all these kills and stuff like that to make it scary. You can kill three people. You can kill one person in a movie and make the whole movie scary. You know. So it doesn't have to be about the gore. Uh yeah. you could get creative you can get creative with the writing, you can get creative with the effects and stuff like that, and you can still make a very scary movie, and it doesn't have to be, you know, bodies everywhere or anything like that. But
0: I guess one of the things that we could talk about is like the themes the themes of this. Like you Oh know. well
1: well, there's one thing that I wanted to talk about. Okay, go ahead. I guess it So we talked about the um uh, the idea that Michael doesn't attack children,
0: yet yeah. here we are. <laughs> yes, yes. But and, and, and somehow
1: we, we we talked about that and didn't put that together. Well,
0: because there is a difference. Because this is because because
1: it's, it's his niece.
0: It's his niece, and this okay. is where they start establishing this weird thing. Whereas in seventy eight. And well, part two they start building the Lori is his sister thing, but in Halloween '78, he is he's just uh, for whatever reason preoccupied with these three teenage girls and one of them in particular, mm-hmm. and he just decides to go on this killing spree and kill them and their their friends and you know anybody else that that comes along. And then in Halloween 2, they make it where, oh, he's specifically out to get Laurie. Like, he's going to make his way to the hospital to get her. Because he does her. grab...
1: He does have Tommy. Or no, is it Lonnie? Lonnie. He had Lonnie. Lonnie. He had Lonnie in his hands, you know what I mean? So and he, he let, let him go.
0: go. And then there's the scene in Halloween 2 where he's in the, the natal ward with all the mm-hmm. babies. And he doesn't go just stabbing baby beds, you know? Um Right. I think that's the differentiation is that is that they're related and they're building this idea that he's hunting down his close relations.
1: Fair enough. Since we're only talking about four. But in five, when he's running down, he goes after the kid. He goes after uh, Jamie's friend, the boy. In the pirate costume, he's he's driving him. He's he's. Bearing down on him, and I think I forget how uh I don't know if Tina grabs him or something like that, or he turns or whatever. But uh he goes out ha- he goes after that little kid.
0: But you know, I mean, who wouldn't?
1: <laughs> he is annoying, I mean, let's face it.
0: I know. mean, talk talk about it like, dude, you've been friend zoned. It's okay. <laughs> And what was he going to do with the
1: bait? Well, he was going to bring the baby back, I guess, to the uh, Thorn cult in six because yeah. he went after Jamie's baby. Yeah. So so I think the Mark of Thorn has to stand a little bit apart, obviously, that, from that idea. I, maybe that was an idea that I, I get what you're saying, that it's his niece and yada, yada, yada. But he, again, he goes after another kid in five, you know, six, he kind of goes after the baby a little bit. Um, so maybe they detach themselves from that idea, uh, that they, he doesn't I mean, go after
0: kids. It's possible, although it, it's not something that he, I mean, if he, if he just wanted to kill some kids, it's Halloween. He could just go grab a, a punch off the street and start murdering. Right. Um, right. you know, it, it's, it's one of those things. <laughs> all right all right so we can't explain it <laughs> so we're well, just
1: what, gonna say, we're just gonna chalk it up to it's just one of those things
0: it's just one of those things <laughs> so why don't we while we're uh we're kind of let's watching quickly this.
1: get off of that because yeah. we don't have a we don't have an answer for that one
0: so I I want to I want to talk briefly uh-huh. about and I and I know you probably hate this idea but you know my I have this pet theory that Uh-oh. that Michael has this right, I hate it that that Michael has this uh, condition because people have always wondered why you know he seems oh, not,
1: the, he doesn't feel pain
0: yeah he doesn't seem to feel pain he like he just keeps right. coming you know he does the classic like walking everywhere you know and all that kind of stuff. And there, there's a condition uh, where, and I wish I I had looked it up. I wish I could remember the name, but it has to do with your body's pain receptors. And then it also uh, has to do with the fact that you can't sweat because of this like deadening of your like, uh, outer nervous system, your sweat glands don't produce any sweat. And it's something anhydrosis. I'll have to look it up, <laughs> but basically, and it's a real condition, and it's where you don't feel any pain. You're not aware of pain. Like if your if your hand was sitting on a hot stove, you wouldn't even feel it. Um, if you got bit by a, a dog, all you'd feel is the tug of the dog. And
1: so then, wouldn't you be all messed up?
0: Well, here's the thing. So okay. I, I there was somebody. Uh, because actually, Joe Bob read my idea on uh, his one Halloween special when they were showing Halloween movies and asking for these theories as to why Michael was the way he is. And I put forward a theory, and he actually read it on on the show, and he seemed to like it. I won't I won't go further than that because I don't know how much he actually liked it, but he said he liked it, and. I then read an article immediately after that on one of these, um, it was like sort of a like a comic movie site. And, and I had to believe that the person saw the show because they literally, step by step, tried to tear down my argument. I mean, it oh, was, wow. yeah, like I'm thinking like they had to have seen that episode and heard that theory because they specifically mm. attacked it specifically oh, wow. <laughs> and but the the reason i i have that theory is that that it may be you know it's just a it's just a thing to put out there like obviously okay you know he, he's evil you know but <laughs> my theory the you know was that he had this condition and uh most people who have it they die very early because they can't feel pain right. so they they do sure. risky things they're they're Uh, kids who have died like jumping off of jungle gyms because they didn't feel pain when they jumped from high places so they couldn't tell that that jump off the top of the jungle gym was going to be fatal, you know, and then they jump and they like crack their head open and die. But I actually, when that person wrote that article, I went back and I looked up, was there anyone who has survived to adulthood that has this condition? And there are. There are people that have identified it very early and they lived long lives. One guy lived till he was like in his eighties with it. And that guy, he had actually been impaled by a railroad, like a, like a, a piece of railroad bar and walked all the way to see a doctor, you know? And it was like, and they, they couldn't believe he lived that long, but he's like, well, I just try to be really careful. You know, he's like, I figured out when I was a little kid that, that, you know, I didn't feel things, you know, he's like, he, he broke his leg the one time or something and didn't even feel it. And he, and he was like, so I just was careful from there on out.
1: Do you have to go to the doctor more often?
0: I, well, I think you have to be really aware. You have to be really aware of your body. You have like, to be really aware. Well, yeah, really aware. because if you stub your toe, if you don't fully inspect that toe, next thing you know, it's infected.
1: Right. Yeah. So I would think that you couldn't, I don't, I don't know. Could you live alone? I mean, you could live alone. I don't know how long.
0: Yeah. You'd you, probably just you have know to what be I mean? really, really aware of everything you did, like really careful. Right. Um, right. But so it's not impossible. Which you can't, no, it's not impossible. It's not impossible. Right. People have lived till, you know, older ages. Uh, they don't all just die when they're kids. Most do, but they don't all. And so I said that that would be a perfectly reasonable explanation for why he can get shot and burned and all these other things and just keep coming and not, not be, not feel any of it. You know, it's like, he just doesn't, it's not, Oh, I got hit with something.
1: But even those people that, even those people that, um, don't feel pain died from things that would normally cause them to die.
0: Sure. Sure. But they weren't all psychotics. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's but, just a perfect storm but then the 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 alternate part of that is the fact that the these people can't uh sweat so they can't cool their bodies and i thought he attacks during a cold season at <laughs> night and he walks everywhere <laughs> because right. he can't get overheated if he gets overheated, he can't sweat to cool himself off, and then you could actually... Like, he's just lounging in the pool all summer? You could actually, like, die. Well, and that's that might be why he goes into hiding, and if you be, if you believe the, the David Well, Gordon they did dream, have him in
1: the basement. Yeah, he goes underground. Cooler. They, he they goes had underground. him at, the, at, at Ridgemont. He was in the basement. He, remember, you guys guys, like, I'll take you down there, and they had to take the elevator right.
0: down. You're he's right. down keep,
1: in the nice, cool basement.
0: They keep him where it's cold. Right. <laughs>
1: All right, I guess I so, can do that. Yeah. So
0: that was my pet theory as to, like, why why is Michael the way he is? like
1: I just thought it was the incredible
0: rage. Right? <laughs> well, and, and I thought to myself, too, loominess. psychologically, you know, somebody who doesn't process reality the same way that we do, if they're living this life of, of completely dead feeling... Not able to touch things and feel them, um, you know. Could it possibly mess with your sense of taste, your sense of smell? And so he's living in this world where he doesn't feel anything, and he feels very isolated and very alone. And he get he and with psychosis, also you can get in these ideas of, of um, feeling like nothing, like if he's feeling like he's nothing, like a non-entity. And then he looks around the world and sees all these people enjoying life and, and being happy, and he can't he can't empathize with that. He can't connect with that because he's a sociopath, and then he feels completely dead. I was like, you know, wearing the white mask, like a completely, you know, almost uh, featureless. It's 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 a blank slate, you know. And he because it, it reflects his internal his internal sense of self. Mm-hmm. And and then, like we talked about before, and then he kills people, and when he kills them, it's like he makes them like him. You know? Well, now, now you feel nothing. Okay. It's just a theory. Oh,
1: poor Bucky. Oh. Poor Bucky's dying. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, but he was in smith's grove for 15 years you don't think that the doctors would have been able to figure
0: out that he couldn't feel pain you don't think they did like all sorts of tests on him i'm not saying that that i'm i'm correct or i'm accurate (laughs) i'm just saying it's (laughs) it's it's a good explanation you know it's It's just a theory it's just a theory you know to explain why i don't need to explain
1: myself to you (laughs)
0: You know, but I mean, and I'm not one of those people, like it's, it really is just a a theory. Like if you wanted to try and explain how he can do what he does and why he does what he does, you know, it's about as good as any. I'm not really one of those people. But I just thought, it
1: again, I just thought it was rage. So like if you ever watch, um, if you ever watch like a cop, you know, try to take somebody down and he shoots him with the taser. And the guy's just like, you know, keeps on coming, and you know, they're so enraged, and oftentimes on drugs. Maybe Michael's
0: on drugs. Well, it, you know what it reminds me of? It actually reminds me. Maybe he's me on. Of maybe he's on meth.
1: P C P. He's on horse.
0: Maybe. <laughs> it actually kind of reminds me in a in a little way of i I've always been kind of fascinated by the story of the. Um, well, what they call him? Was it the, the Causeway Cannibal? Uh, it was the guy down in Miami, Florida who pulled his car over on an overpass in Miami, got out of the car, started stripping off all his clothes, and just walking down the street, and he went down underneath the overpass where a homeless guy was hanging out. And this guy walked down there. I used to know their names, but I can't remember them right now. It's been a while since I read about the story. He walked down and attacked the homeless guy. He's just naked guy, just attacks this homeless guy. And when the first responding officer, because people nearby called it in, like he's like, he's going, yeah, like we think he's killing this guy. When the first responding officer pulled up, he was eating the guy's face.
1: Right.
0: Like off. Like the guy's face like was gone. Off. Oh, yeah, like down down to yeah. from from top down. Like it was down to I think his upper lip was gone.
1: Right.
0: And so all he had was like his jaw, like and whatever scruffy well, beard that, he had. Well that that
1: happened to that happened also in Florida. I knew there were two cases in Florida. But
0: when the cop pulled up he there... like threatened that guy yeah. and the guy wouldn't Get off the homeless guy. So the cop, first he, he uh, tried tasing him. Nothing. Yeah. Then he tried beating him with a baton to get him off. Nothing. So then he pulled his weapon and threatened to shoot the guy. And mm. I forget I, I forget if he fired a warning shot or just shot the guy. But then the guy got up and started walking towards the cop. And I think yeah. the cop had to put three more in him. Before he went down. Right. And that guy, everybody in the world was saying, oh, he had to be on like bath salts or PCP or something. They found nothing but a little bit of weed in his system. Rage. He was just, he he went just that crazy that he chewed a guy's face off and then electricity beating and then bullets. Three, Three bullets couldn't stop him and it took a fourth bullet.
1: Mm. it's wild
0: yeah fucking wendigo that's what i call that guy he's a fucking wendigo <laughs> but that's what i mean so maybe you know it, it's just
1: it's just that he's yeah, could so be. crazy he's so psychotic he's so full of rage that nothing can nothing
0: can stop him yeah let's talk briefly about uh the the kids pulling the pranks because we see this in... in How do those kids not get shot? We see this in four, and then we see it again in five, that teenagers in Haddonfield apparently... Number one, after four, I cannot believe they sell those masks in Haddonfield anymore. Right. But especially four then to five, the fact that any teenager in this town thinks it's hilariously funny to dress up as Michael Myers and go out and then try to scare the cops. (laughs) Well,
1: that's the dumb thing. That's the, you're talking about the insensitivity part of
0: it, which, which teenagers are insensitive,
1: (laughs) which teenagers are insensitive, but they're also dumb. Right. And after the events of four, Everything because this happens at the party. So already stuff is a bunch of stuff has happened, right? You yeah. know, this, this happens at the party at five, which is at the end of the movie. Yeah. So all this stuff has happened. The cops are on super high alert for, for Michael Myers. Well, right? they're
0: sitting and they're even sitting there at the party waiting for they're him to show there
1: up. They're sitting there protecting Tina. Yeah. From Mike, if in case Michael Myers shows up. So here's Michael Myers, and somehow. He lives, right? They yeah. don't shoot him. Yeah, the cops. And what don't. is the guy? Uh, I mean, we'll talk. We can't keep talking about five. Here. Yeah, we're, we're 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 you know shooting ourselves in the foot here, but um, but the guy says the cop goes. Lucky for you, we're lousy cops.
0: <laughs> oh, and here's here's where. <laughs> This is where oh, Earl and- Sheriff Meeker is trying to keep things like on the but down Kyle, low. Kyle,
1: Kyle, look at everybody's face. What would you say the faces of those guys look like right now? While they're all surrounding one guy who's not Michael Myers, they're all pretty angry, right? Yeah. They're all pretty tough, angry guys, right? Yeah. They're like, we're
0: going we're gonna to fry his ass. Right. Yeah.
1: Then they get to the school. They have the opportunity. They got them cornered in the school.
0: Oh, they totally check. And what out. do they do? They totally Absolutely. chicken They
1: chicken out. <laughs> they chicken out.
0: But yeah, it's just it, oh. it. I love it because and Loomis did the same thing in part two. Because in in part two they for whatever reason they they some of the people didn't want to believe that he somehow got away even though Loomis is like I put six shots in him they don't want to believe that he he got away they they think well we just got to find a body he's got to be nearby somewhere you know laying up in a bush or something we just got to find him and um and when everybody's asking questions in 2 and in 4 Loomis is just like it was Michael Myers yeah. he's still out there <laughs> right and and to be honest, I think I think uh, Loomis uses the excuse in this one that um, you haven't y- got a y-
1: police force. <laughs> <laughs> well, because Michael did take out all the cops at the station.
0: True, true. But I I think in on some level, Loomis just loves riling up a crowd.
1: <laughs> he loves talking. He's a talker. Lo-
0: Loomis Loomis me. is to uh, two and four. What uh, Tommy Doyle is to David Gordon Green's Halloween Kills. Oh,
1: <laughs> poor Ted Hollister. There he goes. Bye, <laughs> <My> Ted Hollister. <laughs> but uh, at least his last his his last act on Earth was, you know, a good one <laughs> for him.
0: Imagine imagine if, imagine if Ted Hollister lived. <laughs> Ted, what what the hell were you doing in that bush, Ted? Oh, it's jacking off. <laughs>
1: you were jacking off.
0: That's a that's a little brain candy episode for or a, a yep. throwback for anybody that doesn't know.
1: <laughs> we can do a Kids in the Hall podcast too, Kyle, if like. Down for that.
0: But uh, I just, you know, it's uh, it's just crazy to me, like, that these guys would just start shooting like that. I, under- I understand you're scared, but...
1: But my point is, my point is, is that they're so tough, right? They're these, you know... Big Midwestern beers, you know, drinking, you know, thirty yacht six owning, tough guys who like to go out and shoot their guns, and uh, they're gonna fry Michael Myers' ass, you know, the whole the whole nine. And uh, they're big and tough when you know they're in front of uh, Ben Meeker and and Loomis and uh, and poor Ted Hollister in a bush. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, when it comes to actually, you know, they could have even come out with a plan. They got him in a building, right? Okay, you guys cover the back entrance. We'll cover the front. You two go over here. Make sure he doesn't climb out any windows. Stay far enough away where he can't get you and just take your sights, right? Because you got the the sights on there, Yeah, they could have have posted up across the street. Put put six in his head and call it a (laughs) night. Six
0: shots. Right? I find six. (laughs)
1: <laughs> but um but now they just uh they all of a sudden they can't uh find their uh cojones. So.
0: And let let's talk about let's talk about Brady's luck. <laughs> Brady's oh Brady's luck is horrible in the, in this in this movie. He get he has he's planning this big date with Rachel. He's got this and then that gets ruined. What goes around comes around.
1: Okay, so maybe it came around a little too harsh for old Brady.
0: <laughs> but he, his date with Rachel gets ruined because all of a sudden she's got to babysit. So then... he, But like
1: she said, you don't just jump
0: on to the next best thing. <laughs> well, he did. He did. And, and then he is about to have what I have to imagine is his first time. He's about to have his first go with the hottest girl in school,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and a coworker. You know that's going to turn into like backroom shenanigans at some point, right?
1: Oh, you're going to have fun for a while, yeah, <laughs> for sure.
0: And it gets ruined because her dad, the sheriff, comes home with like four other people, including your girlfriend. <laughs> and you know what the best? You know what the best part of this is?
1: yeah including your <laughs> girlfriend and then you you have a moment of clarity brady after with all this going on goes you know what i should call my parents <laughs> which is the right thing to do right? right you're like you know what everybody just time out i'm gonna call dad real quick and and you know just make sure everything's on the up and up here and the cop Sheriff Meeker
0: gives no, him a so, gun.
1: Yeah, no, no. Here's your gun, and here's a toolbox. Get your ass upstairs. You're lucky I don't, yeah, you know, kick your ass right. Yeah,
0: now. you're you're my deputy so, now.
1: You're my de- yeah, right.
0: <laughs>
1: so he was forced to stay. He was by forced the to stay. Brady he wanted
0: to go home.
1: Had Brady? Yeah, had Brady just you know had it up to him? He would be down the street by now. None of this would have been happening to him, and he would have lived. Well, and because cl- Michael's not after him; he just got in the way.
0: Well, in classic mistake, classic mistake, right. he sat down and opened a magazine to try and act like nothing was going on. <laughs> mm. When he should have just done what every other teenage man in that situation, through the course of time, has done: you just either run out the back door or dive through a window.
1: <laughs> you get out oh, of that I house. Was- I was gonna fake my death.
0: <laughs> he, yeah, he could have just bolted you could, out the back door you and could, been gone.
1: You could you could hunch over in pain and <laughs> pretend like you have like appendicitis. Oh <laughs> you can do that. And then while you're down there, you can you of your of pull yourself back up. <laughs> you lick your palms. Yeah, this is the this is this this was supposed to be in Ferris Bueller's too, <laughs> but and they never got there. So <laughs> so as you're hunched over in pain after you're just trying to bang the sheriff's daughter and you don't want to get caught (laughs) moaning and wailing, (laughs) it's a little childish, but
0: Oh my gosh. You know, you might want to fake a fever, but
1: (laughs) you might want to fake a fever, but then you end up in the doctor's office. And that's, (laughs) that's what, yeah. So so he um, gets
0: so, so he no date with the girlfriend, yeah, he gets caught with the sheriff's daughter, gets right. roped into staying to defend the house, he doesn't and, get
1: he gets forced yeah, he gets I, straight up forced to, yeah,
0: and then, when mm. he when faced with the threat of Michael Myers, he decides at this point, I need to prove my love. <laughs> And then gets his head crushed. <laughs> Brady, this was his worst night.
1: <laughs> well, Brady wasn't looking so good up to that point. So he's already in the doghouse with Rachel. He's in the doghouse with Sheriff Meeker, right? So he's maybe gotta prove himself a little bit. I don't know that he picked the right moment.
0: There there's gotta be there's gotta be a part on the cutting room floor where Loomis just looks at him and goes fucking loser (laughs) (laughs) like just a cherry on top (laughs) if he's a shit (laughs) yeah
1: so this is my favorite part this is where uh okay so we got um we got ben meeker and loomis calling for help and uh and then you know leaving jamie the very thing they know he's after and that's the other thing Loomis knows he's after her and will stop at nothing to get to her. So, Kyle, where is she? Where is Jamie right now? She's in the house. She's in the house.
0: So, you're Loomis and you leave. <laughs> Well, I, you know what, it does actually set up uh, the great moment in five. Then, where, you know, maybe maybe it's Loomis looks back on this and thinks, uh, I, f- I, fucked up, <laughs> and he's like, so in five, he's like, she's the bait. <laughs> I'm gonna use her for bait.
1: Yeah, yeah. He, re- oh, no fuck yeah. ups. <laughs> I just don't. I, I'm. I, I think that they didn't really think that one through. Because I get okay. We we talked about Meeker not being there because you don't want to have Michael Myers be there when Meeker's there because you think Meeker could probably actually. I don't know,
0: yeah.
1: You know, win a couple of rounds. Um. But Loomis leaving
0: was. Yeah.
1: On a whim, right? It, it was a guess. he say, "Well, I think maybe he'll go back to, you know, his house"? Why? Jamie's
0: right there. Jamie's upstairs. Well, and I think I think that there may be an assumption that somehow Michael doesn't know where they are. I don't, I don't know why, but yeah. And it's funny yeah, because I mean they they do set up a situation where, like, I think Dwight Little does a good job in setting up this this situation here where you think all the pieces are in place for this to be like a big fight. That Michael is, is this time he's going to have a hard time because you've got Sheriff Meeker there, you've got Loomis there, and then they put the deputy, even the deputy who you normally are like, kind of like, oh, that's a guy that's going to get killed. He's like a red shirt on Star Trek right 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 of course but they have the deputy take up the classic tough guy western pose he is waiting right at the front door in a in a rocking chair with the shotgun laying ready in his lap and he's just mm-hmm. doing the rock. it's he might as well be Clint Eastwood sitting there right. rocking waiting for michael to come through that door and mm-hmm. so it it produces this feeling of, well, this might be, like, a big thing. Like, Michael might, you know, try and get in here, and this is going like, to be, like... Yeah, this is going to yeah, be a battle. He has, he has to fight his way through this. But yeah. then Meeker and Loomis leave, and then we have right. what we talked about on the first part of the episode, the, the shot of, oh, Michael's actually already in the fucking house.
1: Right. That's...
0: That's one of the craziest things that comes out of, especially this movie, and then some. Some of the other ones is Michael for his size and for how aggressive and violent he can be. He is like a fucking six foot ninja. <laughs> He's patient. Yeah he he, he, will he just, shows
1: he shows patience. Well, yeah. and,
0: and I think it's one of those things where it really does take a little bit of a page from. Um, some real life serial killers where you have to imagine Michael probably just circled, quietly circled that house and he might've found a, a window that, oh, this one isn't locked. And mm-hmm. yep. I go <laughs> right yeah. you know, just looking for the weak spot. Right. And then slipping yep. in and they don't even know he's there. Yeah. But he's there yeah it's
1: it's it's funny you 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 mentioned that um now that is that is this iteration of michael right in like zombies halloween he there's no patience
0: oh he's like a Let's bull in a china shop yeah
1: it's, it's a bull in a china shop yeah there's no there's no stalking in that yeah he's just he's just coming at you so yeah um but definitely definitely this one which is cool because it balances out um it balances out that Frankenstein kind of part of it too which is why I think maybe they they pull off this michael in you know, a little bit better than even in 6
0: so yeah and i i think it's one of those things like cuz I- 6
1: he's not stalking either 6 he's not yeah calculating he's not patient in 6 either
0: I don't, I don't think. Not really. We'll have, to, we'll have to watch it again before we do that episode. Um, but I, I think it, it lends this thing to... Um, they They manage the, the directors and the writers that really do Halloween well. And the times that it really works is when you have this uh, mixture of Michael being the brutal killer... And, and all these things, but then they mix in these little things like the face down the hallway, uh, this part right now, where this part he, where he's sitting in the chair, he's sitting in the chair, pretending he's the deputy and right. it basically creates a, it makes Michael appear supernatural. It's almost like you, like when they retrofitted it for, uh, David Gordon Green's, Uh, uh, trilogy, they did that retrofit where uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's Laurie Strode uh, says, oh, all that other stuff are all just stories that the media made up or, you know, uh, little urban legends about Michael. You know, none of that stuff you've heard before is true. Mm -hmm. And it was a way to retrofit it to these films. And... I think almost in a way it it works in the sense that you see Michael doing these things and to people who may have encountered Michael and lived, it's like he's a, he's a ghost. You know, he's a flesh and blood guy, Mm -hmm. but it's like all of a sudden he was just there. Like, how did, how did this six foot, you know, fucking behemoth just sneak up on me? Right. You know? So they work in these little things that make him make him appear supernatural when when we all know he's not we all know he's just a guy right and it builds the story it builds the the lore of michael myers mm-hmm. and those are you know for franchises, those are always the best films if the films can build on the lore and do it in subtle ways i think i think so many people even though we love the trilogy so many people kind of reacted badly to six because that's where they went like balls deep on the the thorn lore you know kind of just jamming it in your face as opposed to just jamming them balls (laughs) deep in just jamming them and as opposed to these little subtle things like things you know people don't think of it that way but that's lore like oh michael can just get in anywhere Mm-hmm. Michael can just all of a sudden he's that per you know you think you're talking to somebody else and oh no that's him mm-hmm. oh how did he get how did he get here how did he get in there you know what you know she thinks right. she's talking to the deputy and all of a sudden he stands up and it's Michael Myers it that's lore building whether people think mm-hmm. of it that way or not because you're building on the the reputation the legend of that character And that's why in especially the the slasher films of the the 80s and the early 90s, uh, that's why we ended up having this kind of flip-flop where the villains became bigger than, you know, the franchises to where, you know, at some point, like you get to Halloween Resurrection, great example, and you stop caring about any of the people who are being hunted, you don't mm-hmm. care about any of them.
1: Yeah, and 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 what do you say when you watch a Friday Thirteenth movie? I'm gonna pick a Jason movie tonight to watch.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I want. I want to. I do I, I don't Jason. know. I don't
1: really say like I'm only saying Friday the Thirteenth. On you know, for the sake of the podcast, I usually just you know say oh, I'm gonna watch you know one of the Jasons yeah. or a or, Jason yeah, movie. Yeah. Oh, you, what do you What do you What are you watching? Um, oh, I'm watching Michael Myers. I'm watching Freddy Krueger.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. Which one? Eh, four. Yeah. Oh, okay. And uh, and that's actually, you know, eventually when they get to uh, Scream, and Scream takes all of the tropes and remakes the Slasher, that's where you get... Uh, it, it's funny, they do this subtle thing that probably not a lot of people pick up on, even though it's like one of the primary tropes of the Scream series, it's a different person behind the the ghost face mask in every film, right? Every film ends with a reveal of it. Right, it's a whodunit. Yeah, it's somebody else. It's like Scooby Doo. Every every movie is Scooby Doo, and you're trying to figure out who's behind the mask this time. And it's because they've kind of flipped that trope, where now you have like they have these recurring characters of Sydney and. Um, uh, Gail Weathers and Dewey. they ha- mm-hmm. And all of a sudden now, they're important. Like, like, Scream managed to do it. All of a sudden, those characters are, are important. I want to mm-hmm. see Gail Weathers get away.
1: Mm-hmm. I
0: want to see Dewey succeed. Yeah. And now the person behind the mask, like, yes, you want to find out who it is, but the person behind the mask became secondary. And that's it's about why, who lived. It's about who lived. And that's why Scream worked. And that's how they mm. brought the slasher back and made it work was by oh, Kevin flipping and Yeah, by Wes flipping Graydon that whole too. idea, you know. Yeah. But that's wh- that's one of the great things about how they re-kickstarted with Halloween 4 the franchise after you know, kind of dropping the ball on 3 uh they kickstart it by giving you somebody. It's almost like, and I don't know what the d- internal discussions were. I don't know what was in Alan McElroy's head. You know, he was a fan, you know, but I don't know what necessarily was exactly in his head when he was writing it. But how do you not care about the kid getting away? Mm. Now right. that it's a little kid, it's one thing when it's a bunch of like snot nosed punk teenagers, teenagers. Yep. you know, who are just you know whatever? They're, like, oh, they're totally. asking for
1: it. They're, they're asking for it. Let's just be honest,
0: right? But now it's a yeah. little girl, right? And yeah, and and you only, want to see her get away. And not only that, they've built a story where it's not just about the little girl getting away from Michael Myers and what all that means and what her their connection is. They've also created this thing where now it's an adoptive sister having to figure out what is the most important to her. And it's about their relationship as much as it is about Michael Myers trying to kill the little girl. Mm -hmm. They somehow worked in this extra layer that makes you care about both of them. And you want to see, are they going to make it through this? is Rachel going to have to sacrifice herself? Yeah. Cause
1: you, right. Cause you, you, you want Rachel to make it too. Right. You know, it's not, it's not just about Jamie. It's, it's, you want Rachel to make you, you want Ben Meeker to make it. You you don't want Ben Meeker to die either. You know, you, you, you want all of them. You want all of them to make it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You want
1: Loomis to make it. Right. This so you mo- want Loomis to make it. You want Rachel to make it. You want Jamie to make it. You want everybody to make it. And, and it, it, So, yeah, I I see what you're saying.
0: And and I know we've been making a lot of hay out of the comparison between 4 and 5. And and there's much more to be said when we get to the next episode about that. But that is really the direct, if you want to talk about what is the problem with 5, it breaks down to just that. In 4, you want to see Jamie and Rachel make it. You can't wait till Tina dies in five. You don't I, care. You don't. It, it, in in five, you go, you get angry with Michael for waiting so long. <laughs> but that's the thing they they fall they fall right into the trope trap. Right. You don't care about them, and that movie becomes just about I want to see how Michael's going to kill all these people, and that's the other right. place where it fails is which we'll go into further detail. The kills aren't even. As good. The kills don't stack up. To some of the other No films. the kills.
1: Right. There's a lot of missed opportunity. In 5. Because 4. Set it up so great. That they really could have done something a lot. Cooler with 5. Um, because of the, the cliffhanger. At the end of 4. The character development. You're bringing back. Ellie Cornell, right in five. You're bringing back Danielle Harris. You're bringing back, you know, Donald Pleasance. You're bringing back Bo Star. You're bringing back most of the cast of four. Yeah, except for Sasha Jensen and 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 um, um. Oh my goodness, Kathleen. I can't Kimmon. think of her name. Kathleen came Thank you. Um, aside from those characters, everybody else comes back for five and they had such a great opportunity and they just, um, they missed, you know, and, and we'll talk about it with five. And that's why I, I, I just so often go back and forth on it because there were good things that came out of that movie. There were some cool things that he did in that movie that we just talked about here in this episode, where he's toying with Tina and he's doing some of those stalkerish things that he was
0: originally doing. A lot of potential. Um, a lot of potential.
1: A lot of potential and they just and they missed it and there's there's a lot of reasons why not. You know, we'll talk about it on the next episode.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those things. You you really have to, you know, a lot of these they they bleed together because it all it, it's all continuation of the same story arc and you know, you have to be you know, looking at one to to compare to the others. Um, but it's just, you know, it. Th- this film, I, I have to say that um, I, I'm sure there are people out there that would highly disagree. Not even in the context of, of Halloween. You know, we think it's a great Halloween film. I'm sure most people, Halloween fans do. Mm. But this film if you took this just on its own without 5 and 6 coming after it, this film is one of the great slasher films of the 80s.
1: Yeah, it certainly didn't need 5 or 6. 5 or 6 only sought to drag it down a little bit, if anything. No, this movie
0: on its own is, is,
1: yeah, absolutely, like you said, one of the great um, um, slasher
0: movies of it may not be perfect, but it's damn close.
1: No, it it it's it's not it it's not perfect. We, we we've picked out plenty. Um but um you know, even stopping Michael with a fire extinguisher, for instance. <laughs> oh I thought um, that was
0: David Bowie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. Um No oh, and here come Earl and, and the gang. Oh, and this is where they chicken out. This is
0: the saddest display <laughs> <laughs> by a bunch of gun toting drunks
1: because all it takes is you know it takes you know five seconds of of pleading from rachel to get them to change their minds you know what i mean yeah well they didn't think, even put up a fight they're like think oh, about it of course that's that's a much better way of doing it let's let, just let the cops get them
0: if you think about it, though, they have been out that running. That makes sense ar- to me. Well, they they have been out running around for an hour, so the beer is probably starting to wear. Starting off. to wear off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the beer muscles are gone. So they're like, let's get in the yeah. truck and go. Um, right. Well, let's right. let's wrap it up. I think I think we're probably gonna be a little overtime off to do some selective editing, but <laughs> right. Uh, let's wrap it up with the the uh, the the truck scene because. I don't know how none In of the these end, guys none of these guys know that he's hanging onto the back of that truck
1: Well, we've talked about this um, and <laughs> yeah, he might
0: be under it
1: <laughs> I think he's under it. I think he grabbed underneath it, and he's i it, obviously this... it's silly, and we just we just said this movie isn't perfect.
0: This is, this is the scene so, where they, they cut to Michael holding onto the tailgate, wearing an orange uh, vest, riding a skateboard, <laughs> and listening to now, That's the Power of Love on his Walkman headphones.
1: <laughs> now, Michael doesn't pop out until they drive through that fog. So, yeah. maybe this, Michael was... I don't know. This is, this is where Michael In,
0: goes from Michael Myers to, to uh, Michael, Michael J. Myers. <laughs> right right it turns it turns immediately into the opening of back to the future right <laughs> oh, I'm man. late for school
1: <laughs> uh, he's just riding Michaels riding on the skateboard yep yeah. <laughs> yeah that's what he was doing the whole time he was he was just going from car to car and truck to truck.
0: But yeah these
1: um this is one of the more more graphic scenes too, like when he just Michael he very quickly takes out the guys on the back, oh the yeah none of these the
0: none of these guys so he have just a takes chance.
1: him and he, and he stabs him and he throws them off, and actually, I think maybe even a couple of the guys probably survived
0: yeah right? yeah you I gotta... mean,
1: he doesn't do anything and too you know terrible what you
0: know what I think that's actually a miss for david gordon green because even though technically you know this stuff wasn't supposed to happen it would have been great if you had a guy in the bar where tommy doyle and lonnie and them are all hanging out and you had one old guy in the corner and they say yeah they say old so-and-so over there ran into him once yeah Th- thanks his lucky stars he was thrown clear <laughs>
1: right because the third guy now he's the older guy he gets he just gets tossed i didn't even see him get stabbed at all so if you can just survive the fall you know you're gonna have broken bones but you can live through that yeah they could have had just some crusty old dude in
0: the corner with a beer going yeah luckiest day of my life getting thrown from that truck he
1: he spared me that day um, I looked into but, his eyes,
0: the devil's eyes.
1: <laughs> um, but he rips out um, Earl's throat. So yeah. Pearl, poor Earl, um, yeah, Earl, out of all of them, gets it the worst. He yeah, really Earl gets it is, the worst.
0: Earl is bad He's off. dead,
1: dead. That He's dead, dead. Because Michael <laughs> just grabbed his by, bare hand. Like, can you imagine... Like It wasn't even a knife or anything. He grabbed him with his bare hand and ripped his throat You
0: know what I didn't think about? We were trying to figure out the last time, and this part I'm definitely going to keep in, because we were trying to figure out who Earl's kid was. Because remember, somebody comments about Earl's boy, and we were trying to figure out, was it Bob? And then we looked, and Bob doesn't have the same last name. They never... uh, What's the... I forget the first name. But the last Starfighter kid... From part two. His last oh. name is never given in the credits. He only is credited by his first name.
1: Right, so it's got to be him? I
0: bet you that's supposed to be Earl's kid. Because it's either Earl, did it's he, either him or Bud. Because they never give Bud's did, last name, I don't think either.
1: Did he die? Um, He didn't. He just got taken away in the ambulance, I thought. He didn't actually die. Oh, he maybe, fell. Remember he that's slipped? Right, he slipped that's in right. and there's his blood and not, got knocked unconscious.
0: That's maybe it's bud then. So maybe it's bud. Maybe it's bud. Which would track. Yeah. Like bud's Are you? Wait, what's Earl's last name? Ford is supposed to be his last name. Oh. Yeah. But okay. uh but yeah. I mean that would track. I I would believe that that was the kid of a bar owner. <laughs> <laughs> so one one last argument that we have to
1: settle too um is right here at the end uh apparently this is a mine shaft yeah, oh yeah, yeah i think for years we thought it we we thought it was, it was like an a, old, old well, well. Or, yeah like it was a well that got covered up yeah because he goes down, down like just, a tavern right right so i just didn't think that the mine shaft was like like, the en- entrance to the mine is, is just a... F- I didn't think mines... It's not, it's not
0: even marked. We're just a giant hole, like, horizontal hole in the ground? Yeah, and it almost, like, yeah, it's just there's, like... Like, some, there's no
1: entrance. There's
0: no entranceway. I thought there was always fencing. an entrance to the mine. Yeah, there's... There's, there, there's just
1: planks. There's they nothing... They just threw a
0: bunch of wood over it. There's nothing that marks that as, like, hey, danger, this is an old mine.
1: <laughs> right. Or well, whatever. There's an outhouse there but for
0: some reason. I don't know why the outhouse there is, is there. There's an outhouse.
1: Well, <laughs> I guess when you climb out of the mine, like there's no, like how do you get down in there? It's what I'm saying is, it's a it's hard. There's no. It's the entrance is not at an angle. It's just an opening in the earth. Yeah, I've never seen a mine like that. Uh,
0: well, I have I, down in West Virginia. There's a. They say you it's got... just an opening. When yeah, when you walk around uh like some of the uh they, they warn you if you go off hike like established hiking trails in West Virginia, you have to really watch. Like that's why you see people walking with the big sticks and stuff, because you're supposed to test the ground in front of you as you go because there are just openings where they literally just mined straight down into the into the ground. And um yeah, there's just big holes.
1: Wow. That seems very stupid. <laughs> I don't. I don't know why you would do something that dumb. <laughs> I don't right? Know either. Why would you just open a hole into the earth? Why would? Why wouldn't you have like an entrance so that you can clearly tell that that's going down into the
0: earth? Yeah. Why wouldn't? You, why wouldn't you build a a set of concrete stairs? <laughs> <laughs>
1: look I'm just uh, just when they used to they used to set up those
0: like rickety elevators Mm -hmm. like at at some point as they as things got more modern they used to set up like scaffolding and then they would have like a rope and pulley elevator that would take guys up and down
1: okay and let's just say that all of that was there fine okay fine fine it's 1988 (laughs) right (laughs) The thing's been abandoned for, I don't know how long. You didn't, you don't think that maybe putting, I don't know, at least a sign up yeah, would I don't be know. appropriate?
0: <laughs> no, no, no.
1: Well, in this scene, too, and, and, um, I'm sure we already talked about it, but, um, this was the opportunity that five really had. I mean, what a cliffhanger it was. Donald Pleasance at his bed. I love, this is my favorite when, when, you know, when I go back and I think about Donald Pleasant's work in the entire embodiment of Halloween, that's the first scene that pops up in my head, even though he's, you know, obviously from the original, but we've talked about it. Obviously this is our kind of go to Halloween movie anyway. Um, but that's the first image that's in my head. And it was so great because, you know, you're like um, the, the, the reaction after the, after he shoots him six times in the, in the first one is really clever the way he does that. Right. Yeah. You know, he he, ha- he has that look on his face and you don't know if he knew that was going to happen or he's shocked. And now he's like, Oh shit,
0: you know, or whatever.
1: <laughs> but yeah, uh, in this one he's just completely like, "Oh my god. It's all starting all over again." Yeah. Like, "Oh my god, I am I am an old man. <laughs> I have dedicated my entire life, right, to this fucking guy."
0: Yeah, I've been hobbled. Right?
1: I've been hobbled, I've been blown up, I've been stabbed, you know, I I've, you know, and and, and I've put in all this effort, I've been blown up. I had to dive behind, you know, the, 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 the barrels there to just to survive. And I went through all of that. And now it's, it's all back to square one. It's all back at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Now the, the next scene, the next scene. Oh, the next scene should have been when they started five out. It should have been Jamie sitting across from Loomis at Smith's Grove.
0: Yeah. And yeah. like
1: the look on, like, and, and now he's got to start over again and prevent another Michael Myers from happening.
0: And well, and you know what would have been great is, is you could still bring Michael back, but you could bring Michael back in the sense of like, here's Loomis working with Jamie. And trying to make, like, this breakthrough, like, he thinks that, like, he, he begins to believe that there's this chance that he can, he can actually save her, you know, he, he's, he's trying. And then have Michael come back into the picture, like, a, as they're on the cusp of, like, this breakthrough, you know, and then ha- and have Michael come back into the picture and have Jamie have to make this choice. Do I become right. like Michael, or do I come out of this and save myself?
1: Right, right. Yeah, yeah. That you know, they they really. I could almost picture the two of them sitting, and it's just a quiet room, and you just hear the the seconds tick, 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 tick. tick and he's just they're staring at each other, you know, something like that. And uh, she's not now. Now she's not blinking. You know, now she's not saying any. You know, she's not speaking at all. She's gone silent, like like she does in five. But she's like gone silent, like Michael did. Yeah, completely you know? like he catatonic. Hasn't spoke, he hasn't spoken a word in fifteen years. Like like now she's not talking at all.
0: Yeah, oh, and man. and I know we always like to write ourselves little scenes, but wouldn't it be great if there's like <laughs> an, if there's like an observation window with like a nurse or like an, like a, like a physician's assistant, somebody like watching through the window. And then like the head of the facility comes up and is like, did you search him for weapons this time? (laughs) (sighs) And she's like, yes, he, he allowed us to search him. He doesn't have it. He didn't have anything this time. (laughs) Yeah. Like he's like, he's tried before to sneak a gun in. (laughs) Right. Right. Of course. (laughs) That would be hilarious. (laughs) So that, that is, that is uh, our our uh, our little take our little discussion on Halloween four. We could keep going. Yeah, I could we keep could. talking about it. We could. Um, we'll. But you know, we've got more more to come. We got Halloween five coming up next. Uh, we're going to talk about Halloween five: the Revenge of Michael Myers. Okay. And, um, and yeah, I mean, this is a series that we're looking forward to. Um, let us know what you think about Halloween 4 or any of the Halloween movies. Let us know what you think. Like, are we totally off base? Is this not the best of, of we're not Halloween, off base. No, uh, there, no, everyone else
1: offer. would be wrong. Nope.
0: Nope. <laughs> um, so let us know Nosferadudes at gmail.com. Um, we also have a Twitter page. If you want to reach out to us on Twitter, um, it's just Nosferadudes. Um, so you can let us know, let us know what you think. Uh, even if you don't want to talk about Halloween, let us know what your favorite horror movie is.
1: And, and much like Halloween five, we can recap Halloween four in the next episode. (laughs)
0: Right. Right. So, all right. So, Yeah, we'll we'll do it. We'll get to it. (laughs) There's so much more we could say. We love these movies, and we especially love uh, this series. Um, This was this was and this movie,
1: this particular movie.
0: Yeah, it really it really is was a great way to bring back uh, Michael Myers and bring back that sense of like real Halloween horror. But we didn't
1: even talk about, like, this is why I, I, and I know we're trying to wrap up and you're desperately trying to wrap up um, (laughs) because you're going to have to edit this all down. Um, But this really, Kyle, was the movie that defined our childhood well, Was yeah, because I think
0: it? we probably saw this one before the first one, I would think. I think we- But we watched this
1: more often than anything oh, else. Yeah. Oh, we yeah. watched this over and over and over and over again. We watch this more than we watched any of the Friday the 13th. We watched this more than any of the Nightmare on Elm Streets. We watched this more than any of the Evil Dead's. We watched this movie over and over and over again. And we quoted this movie
0: over and over and over again through our entire childhood. We love this movie. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, it, it, it's, it's the best. It's the best. So there you go. There you have it. Uh, that's our take on Halloween 4. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, on that note, I'm Kyle. I'm Brad. And we are the dudes. And don't forget... The broadcast is coming from inside the house. Thanks for listening.